0: Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, a podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine.
1: And I'm Gray. Some weeks we break down one larger mystery between the two of us. Other weeks we pick two smaller mysteries on a theme and teach each other about them based on our own independent research. This week, we have two mysterious deaths to investigate.
0: Very mysterious. You ready? You want to go first? I'll go first. All right. All right. So. What you got? Have you ever heard of the Hinterkaifeck murders? I've heard of it. From me. Vague.
1: <laughs> Definitely from you. This I a- vaguely know that it was a mysterious murder and I know it's German.
0: It is German. It... Okay. Let me tell you. I don't remember how I first heard about this. And I don't really know why I'm so fascinated by this case. But I am. So... The evening of March 31st, 1922. Okay. Back in the 20s, the six inhabitants of a farmstead near the hamlet of Kaifek so adorable. Yeah, I know it's really cute. Um, about 43 miles north of Munich, Germany, were killed with a mattock from their own farm. Which a mattock, by the way, I did not know. I was like, what the hell okay. is that? Is a hand tool that's sort of similar to a pickaxe. Like it's got a big wooden handle, and then the head is kind of stout. And Metal and usually, like, both sides are kind of different for different purposes, but generally, you
1: know, okay, no, I think you're beaten with one, right?
0: Yeah, um, and this murder has never been solved, of course. So, a little backstory here with the hinter the word hinter has the common German prefix hinter, which means behind, because this farm was kind of hidden in the woods about a kilometer north of this main part of this little town called Kaifek. Okay. So it's hinter Kaifek. It's behind Kaifek. Um, and it's isolation kind of in the middle of all these woods is part of the reason why nobody has any idea what happened. None of the neighbors lived close enough to see anything. Hmm. Um, so before the murders happened, there were some weird things observed by the family kind of in and around the farm. Um, There had been a family maid that six months beforehand had quit because she was insistent that the house was haunted. Interesting. Which is interesting. Um, The father, the sort of patriarch of the family, had found sort of a strange newspaper on the property that same month, Um, which doesn't seem weird now. But I guess at the time, you know, with all the houses being so isolated, it's not like it would be accidentally delivered. It you know was a paper that nobody nearby subscribed to. So it was just odd. Right. That it was even there? Like, who was on the property? It's
1: not like it's 2018 where you could get, you know, newspapers from all over the world. Yeah. Anywhere.
0: Exactly. Like, it was from, I think it was a paper from Munich, but still, <clears throat> like, just nobody that he knew that lived nearby subscribed to it. So, it wasn't like the mailman had it and was like, whoops. Okay. Um. So, that's a little strange. Um, and the creepiest part was that just a few days before the murders, he mentioned to some of the neighbors that he saw these um footprints in the fresh snow that led from the woods to their house which isn't odd in itself because people would sometimes be in the woods and would come by to you know see if somebody was around but the creepy part was that there were no footprints leading back away from the house Oof. yeah so it wow. wasn't like somebody had come by and nobody was home and they left and went back to the woods like somebody hmm. came from those woods and didn't leave
1: didn't leave wow Ugh,
0: yeah okay which gives me chills um they had one of their house keys went missing um, they'd hear footsteps in the attic, but nobody was ever found when they searched. Yeah. So it was just kind of creepy, like, yeah, with the other maid leaving, thinking it was haunted. It's like, what's going on in this house?
1: Right.
0: Um, so on April 4th, several days after the murders, was when the bodies were found. Okay. Several people had stopped by the house in the time between March 31st and April 4th for various reasons and not found the bodies. Um, April 1st, the next day, these coffee sellers had arrived to place an order. Um, nobody responded when they knocked, they noticed that like a gate was open that probably shouldn't have been, but they were just like, okay. And they left, hmm. um, April 3rd, there was a postman delivering mail and noticed that the mail that he had previously left was still in the same spot, hadn't been picked up, um, which he thought was odd, but didn't look around. Yeah. And then on April 4th, the day that the bodies were discovered, um, there was a man arrived that must've had like a previously scheduled repair for one of the pieces of farm equipment. He got there, nobody was around, he waited like an hour, and then he just decided to go ahead and do the repair. Um, He was there for like five hours, and had no idea that there were just bodies right nearby.
1: Yeah, that's kind of horrifying.
0: Yeah, he, one of the creepy things was that he said when he finished, he noticed that the barn door was open, which is where the bodies were, but he couldn't say for sure that they had been open when he got there. So it's possible that whoever killed those people were around, And we're kind of like it. Almost seems like they were leaving a clue, like wanting him to find the bodies. Right. So, creepy.
1: That's super creepy.
0: Yeah, but he he peeked inside the barn even and didn't see anything. And then when he went back to town, he mentioned it to a few folks, um, including the mayor, about just it was weird that nobody was there that he was supposed to you know be doing this repair. And so the village guide, which just seems so weird now, but early twenties in Germany, I don't know. I guess village guides were a thing. Sure. Um, Lorenz, Lorenz Schlittenbauer. (laughs) I don't know how to say anything in German. That's a great name. (laughs) It's great. Um, so that dude, the village guide, sent his two sons to go check out the house to be like, let's see what's going on. Right. Um, they didn't see anybody, just came back and were just like, don't know. Which like, dude, Dude, come on.
1: We did like not do your job. (laughs)
0: We did not do your job. And so the guide himself went with a couple other dudes and that's when they found the bodies of all six people. In this house, it was Andreas Gruber, 63-year-old man, his wife, uh, Kazilia Gruber, 72, their daughter, Victoria, Gabriel, 35, um, and then her daughter, also named Kazilia, who was seven, um, they were all murdered in the barn. They were stacked up on top of each other, covered in hay, which is horrible. And then they continued investigating and found the chambermaid, Maria Baumgartner, who had just started work that day. She had literally been dropped off by a friend hours before.
1: That's a shitty first day.
0: Yeah. Or the day of the murder, but still.
1: Right.
0: Um, And Victoria's other child, her son Joseph, who was only two, who was found in his bassinet in the bedroom. Oof. Awful. So, of course, they have no real idea what happened the night of the murders because nobody survived.
1: Right. It's it's not like there's, like, forensics back then.
0: Yeah. Not really. Like, I guess I thought I read that they only took, like, five photos at the scene Like, a couple photos in the barn, there was, like, a photo from outside of the barn, like, looking at the house, and then I think a couple photos in the house, like, where the bodies were found, but that was pretty much it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's nothing certain of what exactly happened, um, but it seems like the parents, their daughter, and then her daughter were kind of lured into the barn, um, It just seemed, like, just based on what was normal for farm life back then, it just seemed odd that all four of them would have been in the barn for some reason when, like, somebody came in. Right. Um, So that's also another creepy aspect, that, like, there was potentially somebody luring them one by one out to the barn and killing them. How did
1: they go about luring
0: them? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. And I'm assuming that there were... For some reason, I'm picturing, like, an empty barn, but there must have been animals in this barn. So, like, it's maybe they... You know, one by one heard the animals making weird noises or being sounding like they were being disturbed and so would go in to check it out. (laughs) Um, But they did an experiment that proved that from in the barn, if you were screaming, you couldn't hear it from most other places in the house. So it seems like feasible knowing that that like somebody could have been killed in the barn and even like surprised and screaming and people in the house wouldn't necessarily heard it. So Mm. they wouldn't have been like, oh, my God, what's going on in there? Right. Um, So it probably wasn't Mm. people, like, rushing in to be like, oh, no. Um, So, yeah, just, like, I want to know so badly, like, how, who was in there? Was it somebody they knew? Right. We don't know. Um, Hmm. So, yeah. So, which explains, too, why the maid never made it in. Most likely the killer or killers killed those four in the barn. And then who knows, like, if they just didn't know that there was a maid in the the two-year-old there or if they just thought it would be tough to get them out in the barn. I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, the Munich Police Department did an exhaustive investigation. They questioned more than 100 different suspects. Jesus. Um, the most recent of which was in 1986. So really? So 60 years later. Um, hmm. But they have no conclusive results. Um, the saddest part of the evidence showed that the, the young daughter, Kazilia, the 7-year-old, had been alive for several hours after the murders. They found her with tufts of her hair ripped out of her head, like Did in she her do own that hands to herself. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. What the fuck. Which and then is just like, is that out of fear or pain or what? What's going on? What there? is the deal? Nothing good. I. It seemed like they were all dead from like severe head injuries. So hmm. who knows what was going on there? But yeah, they the police initially thought robbery, um, but they found a huge sum of money on the property, so they figured. You know, if it was a robbery, that was kind of a bad job. Yeah, he failed. So, um, and the another creepy aspect is that the perpetrator or perpetrators, there's evidence that they stayed at the house for several days after they committed the murders. Ugh. Yeah, They wow. the cattle had been fed. Uh, the supply of bread from the kitchen, which I guess they must have known when it had been delivered, um, had been all eaten, and they had, like, been some recently cut meat from the pantry, and the neighbors... The reason they didn't really think anything was up, they saw smoke coming from the chimney all weekend long. Ugh. Yeah. So whoever fucking killed them just hung out That's for days. Wild. Like, not like they got there and killed them that night and they were like, well, I'm not going to go all the way back through the woods now. Like, it's late. Right. Like, they stayed there for days.
1: With these bodies slowly decomposing in yeah. the, the barn. In the
0: freaking barn. Like, yikes. So, hmm. yeah, that'll, like, always creep me out, too. That they... Yeah. I don't know. Which, to me, feels like it maybe was somebody that they knew. It seems like it would be an odd thing to just randomly kill somebody and then be like, I'm going to chill here for a while. And
1: I feel like sort of getting away with this kind of murder back then would have required some level of, like, familiarity with, like, the customs of that particular town Mm. or that particular, like, at least, like, rural Germany at that time. Yeah. Because, like, for them to have, like got in there and been familiar enough to, like, feed the cattle, and, like, I don't know, it just seems like somebody who had knowledge of their lifestyle was able to just kind of, like, slip into their lifestyle, and maybe that was what they were trying to do. Right. But it seems weird that they just murdered everybody straight out. Mm -hmm. I wonder, see, I wonder if all of those people died at the same time. Like, how did they determine that?
0: I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, forensics was that... I mean, obviously it was advanced at least to the point where they knew, if they found them on the 4th, they knew that they had died on the 31st. Right. Which, I mean, who knows if that was like a rough estimate at the time. Right. I don't know as much as I would like about body decomposition, as weird as that sounds, <laughs> but I'm assuming that there'd be some level of that. It was winter because, yeah, the father had reported seeing tracks in the fresh snow like days right. before. So, definitely winters, maybe not as much as there would have been, but, like, who knows Right. if even that estimate is 100% correct, but, mm. yeah. I don't know, it just always creeped me out that they just stayed in yeah. the house. Just, That's, ugh.
1: like, the weirdest part of all that. Ugh. Otherwise, you would just think it's just some random stranger killing, but... Yeah. Living in a house of the people that you just murdered with their yeah. bodies in the barn next yeah. door and feeding their like, cattle and eating their food.
0: Taking care of their animals. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, so... Hmm. Uh, One of the main suspects was Carl Gabriel, who was the husband of Victoria. So she was the the sort of middle-aged, like the 35-year-old woman who had the two young kids. Um, He had reportedly been killed during the First World War in December 1914, but his body had never been recovered. And there were some rumors that he had exchanged identities with a fallen comrade. So, Mm. kind of unclear. Obviously, you know, people were like, of course he died. And then other people were like, I don't know. Some people said that they had met him or had seen him after he supposedly died. Um, And then, yeah, the rumors that he had switched identities. Um, Victoria had not only given birth to the two-year-old Joseph illegitimately in his absence, but she had that child with her father. There was incest going on. Oh. That people in the village knew about. It was documented in court, which I don't know... Why?
1: What the fuck? The, yeah, what what was going mean? on
0: there? I don't really know. Huh. Um, but the theory is that Carl killed the family to seek revenge because okay. his wife was doing it with her dad. I buy that. Which is really gross. Yeah. Um. So that's that's one theory. The other main suspect was that Lorenz, Lorenz Schlittenbauer, the village guide. Oh, interesting. Yeah, who ended up finding them. Um,
1: that is a classic police tactic. The person who finds the right? body is always a suspect.
0: Yeah and again (laughs) strange that all these other people had kind of gone by i mean nobody obviously was looking for dead bodies nobody was really looking that hard for them obviously right but it is odd that he was the first one to finally be like oh there they are right maybe because he knew where they were right i don't know um but yeah he had supposedly also carried on a relationship with victoria Wow. she was fucking victoria yeah damn um, and it was rumored that he was the one who fathered Joseph because apparently there were initials on Joseph's birth certificate that matched his initials, <laughs> which seems odd. Um, yeah, the locals suspected him because he did some weird things during the recovery, like after finding the bodies, he the two dudes that he brought kind of went outside like totally shocked. I mean, they just found a pile of bodies, including a yeah. seven-year-old. Right. Um, but... Lorenz, I'm just assuming that's how it's pronounced. Sounds Lorenz, right to me. I don't know.
1: Classic Lorenz. <laughs>
0: Classic Lorenz went into the house alone, which they also said that they heard him unlock the door with a key. Maybe oh, the that missing key, maybe the key that he got from Victoria if they were carrying on a relationship. Right. Um, but that seemed weird that he had a key. But he went into the house saying that he was looking for his son, which is oh, both like that to me. At least, like, implies that there was something going on with him and her, but, like, not necessarily. I mean, if he did kill these people, then he also killed the son. But maybe he just wanted to make sure the son was found. I don't know. Hmm. Um, And then he also, apparently, it wasn't said what he had done. And I'm assuming maybe he moved the bodies, but he disturbed the bodies at the scene, which kind of messed with the initial investigation, which he said he was doing because he was looking for his son still. Right. So maybe if they were stacked up, he was, like, looking to see... (laughs) Like, is he under there? Interesting. (laughs) Don't know. Hmm. So, yeah, he kind of messed with some evidence, which seems like an odd thing for an innocent person who would be, you know, looking for the killer to do. Like, why would you screw with the one chance we have of finding the killer? Right. So, but, you know, maybe if that was his son, and if he was actually innocent, he was just distraught, knowing that his son was there. I don't know.
1: He's definitely, like, involved in some way.
0: Yeah. That's definitely
1: not, like, the behavior of somebody who's just, like, a not carrying, at least at the very least, carrying on with Victoria.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was definitely something going on. Um, And then there were other suspects, of course. Like I said, they questioned 100 people or more. So there were other people, but they just weren't really quite as strong. Um, But there were just a lot of weird reports, like these just little snippets of information and rumor that surrounded this case that kind of made it hard for anything to get pinpointed. Um, Like, there were just all these different shady people that had reported been reported like around the area of the farmstead like there was somebody that said that they saw two strange men kind of on the the tree line um right by the woods when they were there like i don't know if they were there dropping something off or delivering something um a few days before the murders and like said they saw these two weird dudes that once the dudes were spotted like turned their backs towards the farmstead so you couldn't see their faces Hmm. like just weird shit like that um five years later in 1927 there was a stranger that stopped a resident of this nearby town of Wadehofen. Weidhofen, Weidhofen. Um, at midnight he asked the per- this resident questions about the murder and then he shouted that he was the murderer and then ran into the woods oh. like what the hell
1: that's weird what the
0: hell is that um, the maid who had arrived like I said just mere hours before the murders um, but there was never any investigation into like maybe the crime being connected to her in some way Not that she did it, but just maybe it was something to do with her presence. Um, But, again, there was some weird shit happening before then, so who knows? Um, And then, ultimately, there was no motive that they could figure out for these killings. But the brutality of the killings and the placement of the bodies, the fact that the person stuck around, like, implied some kind of relationship with the victim. So it was just kind of (laughs) odd. Like, who did this? Right. Nobody knows. So, yeah, the farmstead was completely demolished less than a year after the murders. It is now an agricultural area, although there is a little memorial right on the site that has the names of the victims and some other info that I couldn't read because it was in German. <laughs> um, and the dead are buried in that nearby Weidhofen, town of Wadehofen uh, cemetery, but they do not have their skulls. Their skulls were kept in a justice building in the town of Augsburg, and were likely destroyed in a bomb attack during World War II. So, oh, fucking Nazis. Just another weird... Yeah, fucking Nazis, man. <laughs> another weird aspect of this is just that they huh. are buried headless. Weird.
1: Yeah. Okay, here's my theory, listening kay. to what, what what, you just laid out. Yeah. So... Hit me. To put all that evidence together, Yes. I think it was the husband, mm. who s- supposedly died in World War One did that whole identity swap and came back to like check on his wife and maybe heard that she was like carrying on with her dad or that um town guide guy Mm -hmm. heard that his wife was like had moved on or whatever was pissed and so he started to kind of like stalk the family which is why there was that weird newspaper from Munich Mm -hmm. maybe his sort of like base of operations was in Munich and he was just coming to check out the uh farm to see what was going on accidentally left the newspaper um And then he just kind of like stalked them and watched, and maybe he saw Victoria and her dad or Victoria and that other guy, and that just like sent him into a rage. Mm -hmm. And he grabbed a Maddox and killed the family.
0: Yeah.
1: One by one, maybe lured them out into the barn, or I don't know how the actual murder took place. That's a whole other question. Right. But then he decided to live there because it was familiar to him. Yeah. And he had nowhere else to go, and so he just kind of stayed there until he got his act together. Maybe witnessed that that um, guy come to go fix the, f- the farm machinery, like, witnessed mm-hmm. that, opened the doors to, like, have everybody, like, be found or whatever so that the bodies wouldn't be too decomposed or whatever out of respect. Yeah. right. Um, and then, like, took off at some point there mm-hmm. and was never seen again. Yeah. That seems like the most likely to me. He has motive, opportunity, right. if he's alive. If, if he was alive after World War One, Yeah. He has motive, opportunity, and it very well fits somebody who knows the homestead would have cared for the cattle Mm -hmm. and like definitely had a reason to have like a lot of rage well I mean I'm not trying to say that he had like a good reason to murder seven people (laughs) but
0: you're like I feel you do
1: I would have done the same thing I would have
0: done the same thing
1: but he definitely had like a strong motive to do so
0: yeah well yeah it does seem like somebody would have to have some emotional connection because I could kind of see staying in the house like eating the food if it was just a matter of convenience or just sort of cold heartedness like oh I killed these people I'm just gonna take their shit now but feeding the animals seems like a personal thing like that seems like something you wouldn't bother with I mean if you just killed a bunch of humans
1: right
0: I mean animals are better than humans but correct I just it seems odd that you would be like oh I gotta make sure I feed the cattle while I'm here like that just seems weird to me and oh and one of the things too that I forgot to mention was that um There had been, so yeah, like I said, they had heard like these weird footsteps Mm -hmm. in the weeks leading up to the murders and the dad had investigated. And I guess when they were searching after they found the bodies, they were kind of looking to see if there was anything suspicious and they found this odd spot in the barn. It like must've been higher up in one of the, I don't know what you call it, like where they store the hay kind of up in the upper part of the barn. And there was a weird spot that looked like some of the hay had been cleared out. Like somebody had been able to like get up there and be up there. But supposedly it was theorized that that was, like, one of the places that the dad and, like, the daughter went to, like, do their weird incest business. Yeah. Yeah. So it was theorized that that was why the dad hadn't, like, noticed that as a weird spot because he knew about it because he's the one who set it up. So I almost wonder if, yeah, like, what if the husband was there lurking around watching things and then what if he, like, spotted them Mm -hmm. in the barn doing whatever gross shit they were doing? Right. And maybe that was kind of his, you know... The, threw him into a rage. Yeah. Interesting. Because they were all found in the barn. They were yeah. killed in the barn. Right. And so that so, was like
1: sort of like the yeah. the center focus of his rage. Yeah. So he like maybe he maybe they like went out to the barn and he start and he killed both of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then like someone heard one of those noises and went out to the barn and yeah. then he just kept killing. Why well, would they even coming. if they
0: couldn't hear people screaming necessarily, <clears> like maybe I mean you'd think that they must have been able to hear the animals. You think they'd want to hear if the animals were like upset, right, you know, like making foxes noises or whatever, you yeah. Know. So hmm. who knows? But yeah, it seems like it would or make sense. Just
1: like oh, like so and so went down to the barn like 20 minutes ago. Where are they? Yeah, exactly. Or like they if they kind of
0: disappeared to go do something in the barn, mm-hmm. and then maybe yeah, the um, maybe the mom came out after because they don't know in which order people were killed. Right. So it easily could have been the dad and the daughter, and then the mom's like, oh, where have they been? Right. Comes out there, and then the the daughter is like, what the heck? Like mm-hmm. where's everybody? It was out there killed. Who knows why she wasn't killed immediately. Right. Um, but the matic, it said, was from the farm. So it wasn't like somebody brought it. So, so it fits that somebody... Yeah.
1: Like, it It makes the most sense that it was someone involved with Victoria mm. because she seems to be the one who has the most going on that would be, like, causing people like to be upset, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, whether you're... Her lover, and she's like carrying on with other people, mm. or you're just a moral person. And why is she carrying on with her father? Why is she th-
0: doing that? I mean, yeah, I'm upset with her yeah, too, right? Because what the heck were you doing? I don't really know how common incest was in 1920s like rural Germany. Maybe it was more common than I would like to know. I don't really want to know. No, now that I all think all about it, all set. But yeah, yep. So that's that's the Hinterkaifeck murders. Interesting. Really messed up. And I'm like, I don't think I, for me, like going. I wouldn't want to visit the site of a murder necessarily. Right. I'm cool going to places that are haunted, that have weird mm-hmm. connections to other things, but for me like I know people will want to go and stay like in a hotel room. They want to stay in the room where somebody was murdered. Like that's right. not my thing. No. That just feels like bad. Yeah. Bad to go hang out there, especially like this. Like a whole family's murdered brutally. Right. I don't want to go chill in that area. But I mean if I ever found myself in Munich, I might Take a look at that memorial spot.
1: You could go check out the memorial because it's almost like respecting the victims.
0: Exactly. Like, I definitely... I would be interested to, like, see the barn, I think, if it still existed, but I would not want to go inside. No. 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 I'm all set with that. We already... Mom and I went to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Oh, yeah. And they have a, you know, a train car that Mm -hmm. supposedly was
1: one one of of the the train train cars.
0: cars. That was messed up.
1: That's some seriously fucked up energy.
0: Yeah. You walk through that and it is, like... Yeah, the creepiest thing I've ever felt. Yeah. Because you, I mean, I wonder with some of those things, if you didn't know what the context was, would you feel it walking through? I mean, is part of it that you know, like, wow, a bunch of people were brought to their death in this cart? Or, I don't know. But, I mean, it had enough energy that I was like, you'd have to feel this. Oh, yeah. Regardless. So, I imagine it would be like that. You'd go into that barn and just be like, oof. Yes, isn't right. (laughs) Not right at all. So, Yeah. Interesting. One of my, weirdly one of my favorite unsolved murders.
1: That's a cool one. Yeah. I had heard about it, heard about it but I didn't know any of those details.
0: Yeah. It's kind of cool that it's in Germany. You know? Yeah. It's not a, there's enough murders in the United States. Yes. We can do those forever. Right. So, once in a while, we can delve into some international murders. International murders. So, but you're going to bring us back to the United States with yours. Yes. Yes. All right, you ready? So t- yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: All right. So, my mysterious death is the death of Elisa Lamb. Yes. So Elisa Lam was a 22-year-old college student from Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. She was visiting Los Angeles, California back in 2013 by herself. Well, wow. She took the train, like the Amtrak, from mm-hmm. Vancouver. She was basically just like sightseeing. Came down to L.A. She was staying there for a while. Um, she like went to like, like the San Diego Zoo. She was posting on social media. She had a Tumblr. Just um, kind of like a, a
0: tumbler, right?
1: Well, I mean, not, not anymore, but <laughs> 2013, I 2013, did. everyone yeah, did. Everyone did. Um, so, yeah, she went to LA with mm. it by herself, and she stayed at a hotel called the Hotel Cecil in downtown LA, which is a relatively famous hotel in LA for okay. some very strange reasons. So, let me talk about the hotel first, okay? Yep. So, Hotel Cecil was built in the 1920s. It was a like a not working class, but it was more of like a a less expensive hotel for a while and has more recently tried to re reestablish its image into more of like a boutique hotel. Hmm. But back in the day it was relatively inexpensive. So it has a famous history of like really dark shit happening there. Interesting. So the Black Dahlia murder. Oh shit. Elizabeth Short mm mm-hmm. um, Very famous murder that occurred in L.A. That'll be a
0: future episode. That
1: will definitely be a future episode. If you don't know, look it up. Yep. Um, she stopped at the Hotel Cecil. That was one of the last stops she made before she was murdered. Oh, wow. One of the last places she was seen Damn. was at the Hotel Cecil in downtown L.A. Damn. Richard Ramirez, the oh, night stalker, God. while he was actively stalking and murdering people, stayed at the Hotel Cecil for a week or so.
0: Whoa.
1: Another serial killer, uh, Jack Unterweger, mm-hmm. who is from Austria, so that's a little hmm. Germany ish connection. Yeah. Um he was like an international serial killer. He was convicted of a few murders, released, became like a weird like celebrity kind of person and like a, a journalist. And traveled to L.A. to, like, write about how the United States is different than Germany with their perspective on serial killers and stuff. But while he was doing this, he was murdering prostitutes. So he murdered people in, like, three three different countries at least. Wow. Um, He stayed at the Hotel Cecil in L.A. Nice. So other than those famous people, there was also this woman who was known as the Pigeon Lady of Pershing, Pershing Square. Okay. Lived at the hotel, and she was raped and murdered there. Wow. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of suicides at this hotel, too many to name. hmm So, I mean, it's not uncommon for hotels to have a large number of murders and suicides, but I feel like the hotel Cecil has a higher caliber of murders mm. and, like, a higher number of suicides than the average hotel.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: he's got some dar- dark energy. If Richard Ramirez is staying in your hotel, like, there's yeah. something wrong. This is a, yeah, this is a bad place to be. He's a dark human being. So... That's sort of the setting for this whole mi- mystery, mm-hmm. okay? So Elisa Lam travels. She's, she goes to stay at the Hotel Cecil, which is supposed to be this kind of boutique hotel that's, like, renovated its image and everything. Um, so she checks in. She's initially assigned to a group room. She has roommates, kind of okay. like a hostel. Interesting. interesting. Um, but her roommates complained about, quote, odd behavior. Hmm. And she was moved to a solo room after only two days with staying with these people. Well, wow. There's no uh, sort of details about what that odd behavior was, mm. but she was just odd and made them uncomfortable. So she was transferred. So does her thing, totally normal, posting on social media and everything. Then January 31st of 2013, she's supposed to check out. Um, and she didn't call her parents to check in like, Hey, I'm on my way home. I checked out of the hotel. So they, um, report her missing. They're really they're, They end up coming down to LA to like look for her. Cause they're like, this isn't like her. Mm. She wouldn't just leave. She would like, we had like a schedule of when she was going to check in and everything. Um, so they report her missing and the police come and they search the hotel with dogs and everything. Like it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, They don't have probable cause to search any of the rooms because she's not technically dead. She hasn't been missing for long enough for them to have probable cause. So they just kind of bring the dogs around, like, common areas and stuff. Yeah. They don't turn up anything. They don't see anything about her. Um, They even, like, did, like, a whole, like, campaign of posting, um, like, flyers about it, like, with her face on it around Uh the neighborhood trying to look for her. Um, The neighborhood, by the way, that this hotel is in is Skid Row in Los Angeles. Okay. Which, put a pin in that, because that's going to become relevant when we talk about some theories. Okay. Um, so it's right in the middle of Skid Row, which Great. is a really bad bad part of L.A. with lots of homeless people, which is unfortunate. That's yeah. not why it's bad, but... Right. Um, so that's just kind of like another weird like setting yeah. that's going to become more significant later. Um, so yeah, so January 31st is when she's supposed to check out, and she's noticed that she's missing. Um, February 19th, her body Jeez. is discovered. So
0: like almost three weeks later,
1: almost three weeks later.
0: Damn.
1: So her body was discovered. Because a bunch of the people in the Cecil Hotel noticed that when they turned the water on and water was coming out of their faucet, it was black and discolored. No. And smelled really bad.
0: No. Yes. I don't like where this is going at all. Nope. Nope.
1: So the police go and they check the, uh, there's four big water tanks on the top of the Hotel Cecil. No. And they found her body floating in that water tank. No. So for almost three weeks, people were drinking water with this decomposing woman's body in it. my god. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. That
1: is the most disturbing, I think, aspect of this whole story outside of the mystery is that for three weeks, think about all the people who drank, like, human tea.
0: That's awful. Human (laughs) tea. Yeah, just baking on the roof.
1: Taking a shower.
0: Oh, my God. Like, there's... I mean, I... Wow.
1: I'm speechless. I can't imagine that there's not, like, some sort of filtration system. Oh, my God. But, like, even if you're filtering out, like, the particle, it's just, like, the the thought that it's that fucked me up when i heard Horrifying. about it. Yeah.
0: Hotel water is already questionable. So shady. Yes. We just were in Las Vegas and the water you didn't really want to drink the hotel water from like the bathroom sink cuz it kind of smelled like sulfur. Oh yeah. Which i guess is something to do with the actually like i guess the filtration yeah. process or whatever, I bet but so. i was still just like you would turn on the water like usually just the first time of the day mm-hmm. and you'd kind of just get like a quick whiff and you're kind of like what's that? Yeah. And then it would go away. You'd like get used to it really quick and you're like what right is and this normal like, I'm not drinking this shit after oh. and after i heard about how like one of the dirtiest things in a hotel room is that you know the reusable cup that they give you like the glass cup oh yeah that's in the bathroom like it's supposed to be one of the dirtiest things because they like i guess it's one of the things that they're supposedly not great about cleaning great every time they turn over well, the room never so using it just, that again. yeah i was talking about how nasty it is so i'm like nope i'm good so yeah but that's a lot better than a uh, human tea
1: <laughs> yep I'm, I'm decomposing human
0: me being like as germaphobic as I am, the thought that I would stay somewhere and then find out like, oh yeah, there was a dead body in the water for weeks and you drank it. You drank it. I could never get clean again. Oh God, no. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So her body was found in this uh, water tank three weeks later. Awful. So she was fully naked, but her clothes were in the water tank with her. Okay. And the water tank had... I'll get into the placement of the water tank later. Mm. Um,
0: so she got in there and took her own clothes off. Or somebody else took her clothes
1: all off. We, all we know is that she was naked and her Weird. clothes were also in there with her. Weird. But she was not wearing them.
0: Okay.
1: And her clothes were covered in a sandy particulate that was never uh, definitively identified. Hmm. Um, so, that was the night, February 19th. So I'm going to bring it back now. So basically, the only facts that we knew about were that she was missing starting on the 31st, and she was found on the 19th. Yeah. So this is the, the, the thing that sort of, like, bridges the gap between those two dates is one single surveillance video that they were able to recover from the hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's from February 1st, so the day after she was reported missing,
0: hmm.
1: okay? Which is a super weird kind of thing. Yeah. Why didn't she check out of the hotel? Why right. was she still in? This is from the Cecil Hotel. Weird. Specifically one camera in the Cecil Hotel at this one elevator, So if you're near a computer, even if you're not near a computer, go get near a computer and search Elisa Lam on YouTube and you will find it's like a four minute video and it's a super creepy and disturbing video of Elisa Lam. The last time you will ever see her alive.
0: I think I've seen this video and we will also, I say this every week that we're going to get the show notes going. We're going to get those show notes going. Oh yeah. And if we get them going this week, like I'm promising you that I will. (laughs) I will put a link to this video in the show notes
1: because it's it's absolutely critical to this yeah. the, like the, the mystery of the story because you you watch for yourself and you'll be able to kind of different people pull different things away from it mm-hmm. and it helps you formulate what you think happened.
0: Yeah, it's a bizarre video because I I knew a little bit about this case because I think I saw it on Buzzfeed Unsolved must have been um, and they showed they didn't show the whole video but they showed parts of it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just creepy. Yeah.
1: To so, see. Okay. So, so yeah,
0: describe the video a little bit.
1: Okay. So, it starts, the elevator door opens. So, the the whole video is from the perspective of, like, a camera up in the corner of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the elevator door opens, and Elisa Lamb comes in. She's just wearing these, like, black basketball shorts, like a tank top, and, like, some flip-flops. Just super casual, chilling. She's kind of, like... All of her movements are kind of, like, theatrical, as mm-hmm. in, like, she's very, like, over-exaggerated with her arms while she's doing things. So she comes in, and she kind of, like, sweeps her arm around, and she bends down all animated to look at the control panel, like, where the uh, the buttons are. Mm-hmm. And she she's bending down, looking at them all close, and she pushes all the buttons for all the different floors. Okay. And then she kind of leans up against the wall and is, like, waiting for the door to close. And it's weird because the door starts to close, and then it stops and it stays open. Hmm. And it stays open for the next like 3 minutes of the video. That Weird. just stays like open. And you can see her, she kind of like bends down and like looks out the window or out the elevator door and then she kind of like 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 looks around the corner of the elevator down the hallway and then she kind of like jumps out almost like like somebody's playing with her.
0: Hmm.
1: And she kind of like stands there, like puts her hands on her head almost like she's confused, and she just kind of mills around And then like, she's gone for a little bit, but the elevator door is still open and it's still open for three minutes.
0: Weird. And then
1: all of a sudden, like you don't see her for like a few minutes of the video. And then all of a sudden the door just closes by itself.
0: What? And And there's nobody else in the elevator? No,
1: there's nobody else in the video at all, just her. So it closes by itself and then it opens again. And then it closes by itself. What the heck? Super weird, which could be explained by like her pressing all the buttons, I guess. Could have like shorted out the elevator. But it just seems weird that for the exact duration of this video, the door stays open the whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and it's debatable what she's doing. Because, like, her body language almost seems like she's playful. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, playing with something or interacting with something that's not scary. But then other parts of her body language is almost like she's hiding. Hmm. And she's, like, like trying to, like, not be seen by somebody. Like, she kind of, like, ducks herself into the the corner of the elevator, like, where the control panel is. And, like... Gets up into the corner like she's hiding, hmm. but it's almost like she's playfully hiding.
0: Right.
1: Um, and there's no one. She's not interacting with anybody. No. It's almost like, and what's weird about the video too is that there's, for for one thing, the time code is blurred and okay. nobody knows why.
0: Weird.
1: And there's a minute of footage missing. What? Which one theory is that there could have been some random person who walked by uh-huh. who had nothing to do with the case. And they didn't want to, like, include that person in the video and, like, forever link them to Elisa Lamb. Right. I can kind of see that, but I also feel sure. like they would keep that in and just blur the face. Yeah. Because it seems weird to just edit out a minute of footage. And then parts of the footage are also slowed down. Like, significantly slowed down. What the heck? And um, there's even parts where it looks almost like her mouth is being pixelated. Like, she's, like, talking or swearing, like, in oh, a video. Wow. But, like, it's, like, blurred out.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's just super weird piece of evidence, and it's the only, like, very visible piece of evidence that you can see is in yeah. that video, um, <clears throat> and that people assume that's the night she died. Right. Because based on, um, the decomposition of her body and everything, that seems like that was around the night that she died, was February wow. 1st.
0: And weird, because you said that she was kind of peeking out, like, looking down the hall almost, and you'll never know... What was she looking at? Was she looking at... Was there somebody? Was there nobody? We would never know who was there.
1: Right. Which it seems weird weird. that there's no other, like, cameras in the whole hotel that caught her.
0: Yeah, you'd think that there'd be cameras in the hallway, right? I just assume that there are. Right. I don't know.
1: I mean, maybe because it's like an old kind of run-down hotel. Yeah. But like they were saying, like, it's been renovated and it was trying to be like a boutique hotel. So I feel like cameras would be something that would be very important. Right. Especially somewhere like Skid Row where people could just wander in and you'd want, like, you know, eyes on the different floors.
0: Yeah, you'd think security would be important. Yeah. Weird. Okay, so that's yeah, most likely the night she died.
1: Yeah, so that's the only that's the only like that's like like the last sort of like fact of her being alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then she's discovered on the nineteenth in the water tower. Um, she died. The cause of death was drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, she was coated in that weird sandy particulate. Weird. Um, and they did a toxicology screen, and she had some prescription drugs in her system, okay. but. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. Okay. And the prescription drugs that were found in her system were treatments for bipolar disorder and depression, which the police just said, oh, suicide, she was depressed, period, end the sentence. Yeah, Done. great. Which people also point to, like, oh, she was having, like, a psychotic episode, mm-hmm. but you don't have psychotic episodes when you're, you have bipolar disorder or you're depressed, It's not like she was diagnosed with, like, schizophrenia or something that has psychotic breaks from reality. Like, she had uh, something that a lot of people walk around with and are super normal and don't have, like, psychotic breaks from reality.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So, that's kind of, like, the facts. The really interesting stuff was when you start to get into the sort of theories about what happened, Mm. okay? So, the official police story is that she had bipolar and depression, committed suicide, done. They point to... um, You know, her diagnosis of bipolar disorder and depression, and actually, they point to her Tumblr.
0: Oh, no. Because
1: there's a quote on her Tumblr from Chuck Palahniuk, one of our favorite authors.
0: One of our favorites.
1: It's, um, you're always haunted by the idea that you're wasting your life. was kind of like her little tag at the end of it.
0: And that's, yeah.
1: And so, like, oh... Bipolar and depression. Have they ever been Did on Tumblr? Pro- right, like, do they know like how many
0: thousands of Tumblers have quotes like that? Tumblr. Like, holy shit! Right,
1: and she was like, like it was like like the content of her Tumblr was just kind of like vaguely artsy photos and stuff like she seemed like she kind of wanted to be a photographer or something so Mm. it was just like like classic tumblr shit like to cite that as like
0: every single someone's
1: depressed if a
0: tumblr isn't porn it's that right basically (laughs) or it's you know some weirdly specific like oh i want to have sex with pennywise it's it's something bizarre but it basically splits between porn and emo girls mostly
1: right yeah and like for the, for the record, her parents say she had no history of suicidal ideation, any kind of suicide attempts, nothing like that. Yeah. So it's very out of her character if she did commit suicide. Mm. So another theory that people have is that she was on some kind of recreational party drug. You know, she's yeah. a single 22 year old college student by herself in LA. in LA. It's possible she could have taken, people point to ecstasy because hmm. of like her sort of exaggerated everything that she was doing. Yeah. The fact that she was found drowned when you're on ecstasy, apparently you get really thirsty. Mm -hmm. And so like I could see in a stretch you wanting to like go take a drink of water. Sure. But that that leads me to, okay, let's talk about the water towers. Yeah. So if you are, again, next to your computer after you just watch that video, Google the water towers of um, the Cecil Hotel Mm -hmm. because it's basically a concrete block platform that's about two feet high. And then on top of that two-foot-high platform are eight-foot water towers, four okay. of them, in like a square. Hm. Um, they're eight feet high with no fixed way to get up on top of them.
0: Okay.
1: Just smooth metal sides. Yeah. There's no possible way that she could have got up there by That's herself. Bizarre. And once you get up there, the 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 hatches. You have to lift up this heavy hatch that opens. F- Fully all the way and lays back on the top of the water tower. Oh, wow. So when she was found, the hatch was closed. What? So if, so this is, this is how she would have had to do it. Okay. So she would have had to get up onto the roof, which is possible by the, um, fire escape. Okay. So she would have had to get up onto the roof, climb up a sheer eight foot metal wall Yeah open this heavy hatch, which she was like a a petite woman, so it would have been difficult to just do that. Mm. She would have then had to strip naked, throw her clothes into the hatch, like into the water tank, climb in halfway, and then close the hatch behind
0: her. Weird. So for some context, is the door of like the top of the water tower, is it smaller than the circumference of the whole thing or is it like the entire circumference is the lid
1: it's smaller it's okay. like a small i like i don't know the exact dimensions of it but it's probably mm. like two foot by two foot
0: okay
1: um it was small enough that when they had to extract her body they had to cut a hole in the side of it because they couldn't fit her body out of it because it had swollen hmm. up Oh. God. so it was relatively small but yeah just the the angle of it and the way that you wouldn't have like it's not like like there was like a ladder inside there that you could like put your feet on like for leverage to pull the door shut it would would have been her legs would have been dangling in this water tower and she would have had to muscle this thing over weird it just like seems very unlikely of a way that anybody would have done it and like even if she was on some kind of weird recreational drugs right just seems very like an odd very difficult thing to do yeah. that you wouldn't want to do if you're all fucked up on drugs and you're just trying to, like, do something for fun.
0: Yeah, something you know spontaneous. Know
1: I mean? Something spontaneous. Even it's getting up to the roof. exact opposite of spontaneous. It seems
0: like it'd be easy enough if there was some kind of, you know, like, oops, I'm just, I went up too many flights of stairs and, like, now here's the door to the roof. Like, oh, I'll check it out. But, like, right. if you have to climb up the fire escape right. to get there, that's a pretty intentional... She, she
1: couldn't have gone up through the regular, like, like staircase because you have to have a swipe key card like employees have a swipe key card Yeah. and they had a ladder that they had to put up like a, a non-permanent ladder that they had to use to go up and test the water. Hmm. So very unlikely that she did it to herself.
0: Right. Yeah. It's nothing you would stumble upon. Like she no. was going to the roof on purpose or right. was brought whatever but that was not like oh I'm just wandering around the hotel. It's also forward. super
1: weird if she was murdered and right. because that's like another theory that somebody murdered her and dumped her body in there. But for them to have done that, they would have had to take her either dead or unconscious body. She died by drowning, so it's possible that she could have been drowned in, like, a bathtub or something. Yeah. And dumped in the water tower. That's possible. Right. But they would have had to drag her either unconscious or dead body up the fire escape, up a sheer eight-foot yeah. water tower, open that thing, throw her naked body and her clothes in the water tower, which I feel like you'd dispose the clothes away from where you disposed of the body. Right. Um. And then close the hatch, take the ladder down, and then go about. It just seems highly unlikely.
0: It's amazing that the idea of murder in this case almost seems more unlikely right. than her doing it herself in some weird, just it seems like so much effort. So much effort. To bring a body up there of all places.
1: Right. Of all yeah. places you could dump it. When you're right next to Skid Row and you could potentially just, I don't know, like throw her out the window. Way- I don't know. Like I feel like yeah. if you were going to murder her, that hiding it there would be like the worst place to do it. Yeah. Um, Bizarre. So, those are like the sort of like regular theories about how what, what, what happened with Elisa Lamb. So, one of my favorite theories, yes. and one of the ones that kind of like gave me the chills, so this is one of the wildest coincidences I've ever encountered while researching a paranormal or mysterious topic. Mm. So, <clears throat> since the hotel is in the Skid Row, large homeless population, a disease that affects a lot of homeless people is tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. So, the industry standard test for tuberculosis the like sort of like clinical name for the test it's lam-elisa what lam-elisa lam.elisa what you can look that up it is a
0: real <laughs> it's a real thing oh my god he's showing me right now clinical I'm zooming in
1: yeah it's literally just lam-elisa that's bizarre. It's super bizarre. Like, at the very least, it's spelt exactly like her name.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a huge coincidence. Like, mm-hmm. wild coincidence. And yes. that is like a documented fact. Her name is Elisa Lamb, and this tuberculosis test that existed before this murder, or this mysterious death, is dot elisa So just in and of itself, that's a wild yeah. coincidence. It's like, a wild coincidence. What are the odds of that? Right. Um. So the theory of that comes into... so. That the government or some shady sort of like pharmaceutical company was trying to like gave a large homeless population in L.A. tuberculosis Mm -hmm. so that they could either perfect this test or the test was somehow involved in this weird like the government giving people tuberculosis. And they manufactured the Elisa Lamb disappearance and these mysterious circumstances like maybe took a college student and gave her some sort of like lsd or something mm. and then killed her and dumped her body in this thing as a way of if you go on to google and you google elisa lamb or lamb dash elisa you're just going to get tons of um, results that talk about the mysterious disappearance of Elisa lamb. Yeah. And I like trying to find information about whether or not the tuberculosis test is where they really called lamb dash Elisa was difficult mm. because every time you search, even if you search lamb dash Elisa in quotation marks on Google, like to give the exact results, you have to go like two or three pages back until you even find any information that's not about the mysterious disappearance of Elisa lamb. Weird. So it's like, the theory is that they did that on purpose so that they could kind of bury this experiment and that if you tried to search it, you wouldn't find the information. It would be so difficult to find it that you wouldn't Whoa. go into it.
0: So it just sucks for her for having that name.
1: Right. Or they made up that name. Right. And they, like, created that name as a way of, like, deflecting it and, like, created a whole identity for her. And that wasn't her name. Jesus. They, like, hired people to be her parents or whatever That's and made this whole... Intense. It's very intense. I guess it's, like, possible... I wouldn't say it's sure. probable, but sure. it's a it's a fucking wild coincidence <laughs> that her name is that test.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah,
1: that's too weird. I like. I tried like finding information about why the test has that name, and the best of that I can find is that it's like a um, acronym, hmm. some weird like medical jargon. That's just
0: yeah, such a weird coincidence, though. Right. Like the exact name. It's not just one part of her name. Right. Her full name.
1: And there's also a theory that. Um, she was given a tuberculosis test this lamb dash elisa test because some of the symptoms are sort of like odd behavior and Mm. like disorientation Hmm. so that could possibly be it sure um but ultimately like i was trying to think of like where do i come down on this like what do i really think happened given all the evidence um, oh, another whole theory that I should probably get into is just, yeah. like, the whole paranormal aspect of it. Yeah. The idea that, like, okay, Richard Ramirez, this other serial killer, the Black Dahlia, this hotel is surrounded by death. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a very, like, death-centric place. And either these dark forces are attracted to this hotel because it's already dark. Yeah. Or the number of dark occurrences that have happened at this hotel have sort of, like, lingered and created this, like, bad presence there. Mm-hmm. And so... What Elisa Lamb was interacting with in that hotel was some sort of entity that we can't see from the video camera, yeah. but that was interacting with her and that she was like having a conversation with and maybe was trying to flee or trying to get away from or mm. maybe just being playful with. Yeah. Um, there's a whole thing in, I think it's Chinese culture, where it's called the elevator game. Hmm. You are supposed to do this set of. You, like, push all the buttons to get on a, an elevator, and when the door opens, like, the door closes and then opens on the next floor, um, if anything looks off, then you're not supposed to get out of the elevator, because if you get off the elevator, then you get into, like, a parallel dimension, Whoa. and you disappear from our dimension, you go into this other parallel dimension. Or- Jesus. So, people think, like, she's playing the elevator game, and she... She got lost. involved and she lost Damn. or won, or she did, yeah. She did
0: end up in a different right. dimension, right? One where she's dead,
1: but then she came back to our dimension, right? And ended up in that water tower. What the heck, and like none of it really like, answers it, no, like fully. Yeah,
0: like, it's one of the few cases where you're just like, I none of these are plausible, right? Really
1: like the 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 weird like little detail about her body being found is the the sandy particulate under her clothes mm. It was never fully identified. Some people have said it's they're like up up above the water towers. there's like a little like part of the roof that sticks up higher, mm. and so people think like maybe she climbed up onto that first and like hm. full full body like rubbed on the ground as she was getting up, and that's right. like the sandy particulate okay, um, but that still is predicated on the idea that she climbed in there by herself and closed the door behind her, yeah. Which just does not seem likely to me. No, it doesn't at all. Given everything that we know about her, like, just chalking it up to mental illness doesn't feel right.
0: No. And it's so hard because I think mental illness is used so often in cases like this when, particularly when it's one person who goes missing and turns up dead. It's like, and on one hand, I'm like, you can't just blame every single weird occurrence on like, oh, mentally ill. Like she, you know, was on medication. Oh, no. Right. But at the same time, like watching shows like Forensic Files or Unsolved Mysteries in particular, like every other episode of Unsolved Mysteries is somebody disappeared and then, you know, either is just gone or they were found dead. And every single set of parents that's told like, oh, well, your kid committed suicide is like, oh, they never would have done that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I wonder honestly how many parents would be told that their child committed suicide and would be like, oh, I knew it. You know, like, I feel like everybody's like, no, like, they wouldn't have done that. I mean, right. we see that all the time with celebrities, yep. with Robin Williams, with, um, I mean, basically every big celebrity that has committed suicide, there's, you know, of course, there's a couple people that really knew them, right. like, knew them, knew them, and knew their struggles, but everybody else is like, I would never have thought. Right. And it's not that unusual to think that child, especially early in her early twenties, college kid, wouldn't necessarily share with her parents. I mean we don't know how close they were. Right. Would she have told her parents? They seemed that she close enough to... that they
1: knew immediately That's true. that she was missing. They had a
0: plan for her to check in. That is a pretty big thing.
1: Right.
0: So who knows? Hmm. But it also like if you just looked at it like, oh, they found her in her room dead and the idea was suicide. Like I could maybe a little more lean towards that. Cause it's right. like, nobody knows really, but the bizarre circumstances right. are if, like, if woody. she were
1: to have wanted to commit suicide and she was up on the roof, the easiest way to commit suicide would have been jumping. Yeah. There's like a million better, faster, easier ways to have committed suicide unless she was particularly fixated on that particular way of dying. Yeah. Which reminds me about something that is also another weird coincidence. Yes. So this all occurred in 2013
0: mm.
1: In 2005 a movie came out called Dark Water.
0: Okay.
1: And in the movie, there's like a mother and a, a like her son or whatever who live mm. in this apartment building. And they turn on the water tap and it's this dark, discolored water coming out. Ooh. Go up on the roof, open the water tank. They find the floating body of a dead girl who had died a few weeks before. What? This came out in 2005. Okay. So it's weird. It's either some weird premonition, collective consciousness kind of thing or I guess it is possible that she had seen this movie and thought about how that was a way that she would like to die. Right. And became fixated on that. And for whatever reason, decided to kill herself that way. Mm. And, like, I guess I could stretch and see that. Because it's just as likely as all the other things yeah. going on. But it still just seems like a weird coincidence. Kind of like the Elisa Lam, Lam Elisa thing. Yeah. But... It's just another, like, weird detail that just casts, like, a, more questions than answers, like...
0: Yeah. She related to the wrong part of that movie. Right. She's like, you right. know what? I want to be when I grow up. That woman in the water.
1: Dark, enclosed yeah. space. That dead
0: woman. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. If anything, if if I have to believe that she was alone at all, I don't believe that it was suicide. Right. I believe, if nothing else, I would think that she'd have to be under the influence of something Right. to... Not just to go up to the roof. I could see that that would be like, woo. Right. I mean, a little bit odd being by herself. She wasn't, I mean, we don't know for sure, I guess, but it seems like she was on a solo trip. She was doing her own thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not sure if I was, I mean, I'm not sure if I would go to LA by myself for a trip. Right. Like to a hotel in Skid Row. Right. So I'm already very different right now, but I think if I was alone, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to go up to the fucking roof and like, see what's up there.
1: And, but. like, if it was that night that she was in the elevator, she was fully by herself at that time.
0: Yeah. And that that's the most bizarre thing to me, I think, because, like you said, she was supposed to have checked out that morning. If it's, like, any other hotel, like, you know, late morning, she should have been gone. Right. And then that video being in the evening is just so bizarre that she was... It's not like she left the hotel and went somewhere else. You know, her body wasn't found in another part of the city. Right. She was at that hotel the whole time. So her parents... Or worried. They must have been trying to communicate with her. Mm -hmm. I mean, she must have had a cell phone. Right. Her cell phone,
1: she had lost her cell phone, supposedly, while she was um, sightseeing. But then there's also this weird question. Like, somebody thought that, like, she had been given another cell phone, like, as a replacement. Or she had got, like, a burner phone or something. Mm. And that was also missing.
0: Weird. Yeah. So, you got to think. I mean, okay. So, even if she, let's say her cell phone was gone and she didn't have a burner phone. Right. She still... If she's in her right state of mind, which who knows if she was, right. whether it was the theorized mental break, which I also don't agree with, but right. if that was the case, or if she was under the influence of something, then you'd think if she was in her right state of mind, she would have been aware that her, yeah, her parents would be looking for her. Right. That she was supposed to leave that day.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and this elevator video took place at night on the February 1st. Yeah. The day after she was supposed to communicate to her parents. Mm. And the day after she was supposed to leave. Yeah. So, so she's if she'd been in the right state the of mind.
0: Right. That's, yeah. So something, something was wrong.
1: None of the facts fit together. No. It just doesn't form a cohesive storyline oh, to me. Man.
0: These stories just get me because it's just, yeah, it's just one of those <clears throat> things like we're never going to know. Never, ever. It's both fascinating and infuriating. Yes. Like watching, again, Unsolved Mysteries, mm-hmm. which I'm sure all of you know about. But if you don't, it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very excited to see it. I've probably now watched all the episodes like, well, at least the few f- first few seasons several more times now. There's some fascinating shit in there. Yeah. They they mix it up. They've got some that's like, somebody left a whole bunch of money to some people when he died and they've never claimed their money. So like, is it you? And it's like, I don't want to know about mysteries like that. Right. I want to know that somebody disappeared right. and was never found again or like turned up in a different city and didn't know who they were. Like, that's what I want to know about. But there's so many cases like that that are just like... You're never going to know. Right. Nobody's ever... Because she's dead. Yeah. She's the only person who could tell us. Right. What the fuck happened. Or the government. And Or the government. <laughs> yeah. And they're not going to fucking tell us. So nobody's ever going to know. So all there are are theories.
1: Or Hinterkafeck.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nobody's ever going to know who killed those people.
1: Right. And whoever killed those people got away with it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. They're totally innocent. Even if they were suspected, nobody was ever convicted. Right. Just yeah. walking around. This is why my husband, Nate, is not intrigued by these stories. I don't understand it. He'll watch Unsolved Mysteries with me, I think more because it's like a nostalgic thing for him. Oh. And I mean, you and I used to watch that. Like when I first, the theme song weirdly like changes a lot throughout the seasons. <laughs> um, but at least the first couple seasons for sure have like that classic Unsolved Mysteries theme song. Oh my God. And hearing it both like brings me back to childhood and is like, oh, like, I just have all these, like, fuzzy feelings about the 90s. Yeah. But it also gives me so much anxiety, because I remember that show being really scary Yeah. when I, we were kids. Like, it's not really meant to be scary, but it is freaky. Like, yeah. the theme song and just, yeah, the whole idea that there's all these creepy mysteries. I'm sure that show is in large part, like, why I'm fascinated with that stuff still. Right. It's just been burning in my brain. But, yeah, he just never, like, all the... There was one about D.B. Cooper, the oh, dude yeah. who jumped out of the plane, which yeah, that'll yeah. be a topic. and. For me, one of, like, the most fascinating mysteries ever. Mm-hmm. And we watched the that part of the episode, and I was like, this isn't... Like, I paused it to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And was freaking out to Nate, and he was just like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, that's his response to every unsolved Classic mystery. think like, Nate. Yeah, that's weird. I'm like, how do you not... And even just, again, like, the aspect of, like, we will never find out. Like, isn't it weird to think that this crazy thing happened?
1: Right.
0: Somebody's either gone forever, or they're dead, and we have no idea. And he's always just like, Yeah. Like he just rolls his eyes at me, like, Yep, yeah, that's that's really weird. Yeah. Like, dude, what's wrong with your brain? So But you hmm. get it.
1: Oh, I get that's it. That's why you're here. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Before we had this podcast, yeah. We I would just do this research on my own. Yeah.
0: I would You've just like on this.
1: dive into a topic. Yeah. Go through like Wikipedia as like a starting point and then just f- like fall down the rabbit hole of the so internet. Fun. And try to figure out like what do I think happened? Yeah try to gather as much facts as I can and then make my own decision as to what I think the most likely circumstance is. Yeah. And I'm most fascinated by the mysteries where I don't think I have a clear answer. Mm. Where I'm like, this is like my best guess, but like even that I'm like... "Eh."
0: Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Right. Like this case, yeah, there's nothing that 100% fits. Like, yeah, this makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Every
1: fact, instead of clarifying the other facts, just like comes out of left field, and you're like, oh, fucking TB test. Yeah. Oh, like,
0: it just throws it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It blows my mind every time.
0: Yeah. No, and I, I do the same thing with mysteries, and this is why when we started this podcast, we decided we'd make a big list of topics so that mm-hmm. we could always have stuff to choose from so that we were never like, oh, okay. And I just copied a big list that I already had yep. that was just like, I just had a, literally a document on my desktop that's just titled Weird Shit that I had just, in alphabetical order, had a yep. whole bunch of cryptids unsolved cases disappearances murders you know weird i don't even know ufo sightings bizarre shit yeah. and i was just like cool i'll just copy that into a new thing and that'll be our google docs yep but great
1: it's been great yeah it's We've got a huge list it right. grows by the day
0: yeah oh yeah every time i hear like i'll think of something or i'll see something on, on like i went through a whole every time i'd watch an episode of unsolved mysteries i'd be like oh that's a good one yeah add it to the list yeah so, so we, got,
1: we got material for years. For,
0: yeah, a long time. Decades. I think the last time we counted, which includes the topics we've done so far, but there haven't been that many. We were what, like at like 150? Yeah. Different like cases. Right. So yeah, we got material for a while. Oh yeah. It's pretty good. So yeah. So that's our first unsolved death, mysterious death episode.
1: First of many. Cause first there's of many.
0: tons out there. There are so many. And there are some big, you know, mysterious death, mysterious murder cases that I'm sure will be... Bigger episodes, yep. but there's so many weird. I actually had to choose between this unsolved murder case and another one, a disappearance that I really love. <laughs> so I'll just be saving that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's episode five. Wow. Of unknowable. It's wild. Crazy. All so right episode five. Come find us wherever we are. Not in person. I mean, no, maybe if you want don't. to. That sounded awful. <laughs> maybe <that> sounds bad. <laughs> please do not stalk us. Um, but stalk us on social media. Yeah. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Unknowable Podcast. Uh, you can now find us on Tumblr, because wow. we have a Tumblr. Right. Hey, it's been cool.
1: You can follow us and Elisa Lamb.
0: You can. Oh, man. I wonder if she sold her, the, she Tumblr? the Tumblr.
1: I don't know. Oh. oh, another weird detail. Yeah. Her Tumblr was updated after she died. Oh, no. More posts were posted. What the fuck? Which could have been a cue. That's important. Or somebody could have hacked into it.
0: Oh, now we got to find out if it mm-hmm. exists. Okay, if it exists, it'll be in the show notes. Yes. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Um, Elisa Lamb Tumblr. It's written. Um, yeah, so find us on Tumblr. Find us on, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, all those things. You can find our episodes on iTunes yep. slash Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. Um, we are on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Castbox, we're on in You can also find us at our website, podcast.com Technically, we're on Twitter, but I haven't updated it yet. (laughs) I should do that. We'll get there. Yeah. Twitter, you know, I feel like for podcasts, maybe not the biggest thing. I don't really know. Yeah. Social media that well. But either way, find us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we should talk about. Tell us if you want to be on the show. We are planning eventually to have guests. Yes. Here and there. But if you have any weird things that you've been a part of, that you've witnessed, let us know. Please. Please. And especially if you have anything local that we could go and check out new england hit us up yeah Maine, new hampshire yeah any of that stuff vermont there's lots of creepy shit in vermont so hit us up yeah all right episode five i'm gray i'm justine
1: and this is unknowable
0: unknowable all right love you